Leaping forward bionically. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Beat Down. I am Pat Lee. In the house today, we have none other than Amanda Panda and Shane. Let me get some. Today, we are talking about none other than Terminator Dark Fate. Also, we're talking about the new Netflix show, Daybreak. This takes a new twist on apocalyptic, like, very near future. We'll get into that. And, of course, an indie comic called Captain Ginger. So if you like cats, if you are ravenous, if you are obsessed, if you have a problem and need to seek help about cats, this is the book for you. <laughs> and also, we are talking about an indie game, Alto's Odyssey, a sequel, direct sequel to Alto's Adventure. All right, Shane, you want to let the good people know yes. about Alto's Odyssey? So Alto's Odyssey is essentially a Zen Runner game. There is a Zen mode, and there are um, levels where you do have goals, but for the most part, you are just, it's just a runner game, and you make your little person, I guess they're sandboarding because it's in the desert yeah i thought he was, i thought he was skiing for a while then yeah. i realized though why there's all these rocks on the mountain like you know what, what kind of what kind of upkeep they have going on here i'm a i'm a, I'm a sue yeah you know, so watch shoes it has something to answer for no but it's in the desert so you are sandboarding um and i mean it's just like any other runner game it has really pretty graphics and very tranquil music. Yeah, it was a little too zen. They took that part real serious. They did. Where it's like there, there is a zen mode include even. So if you you're, you're playing the game, zen. but you're tired of playing the game. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, everything looked beautiful, but then they have the zen mode where I don't want to do all these, you know, jumping over rocks and stuff, and you know, uh, fi finding you know hot air balloons. I apparently cannot jump obstacles. over rocks. You can't jump over rocks. Oh, because there's a mechanic <laughs> in the game where you do a backflip. In order to speed your character up. Oh. Yeah, so like almost every time I drop my character on their head. Yeah, no, those backflips are <laughs> me to dick, man. Every How many times no, okay, did I try to backflip and faceplant every time? I think it time? might just be we're old. Because my daughter played it. Mm -hmm. And she got it almost right away. No, it, it, it like, can't no, be Like, no, she That's... went through several... She sat there for like 20 minutes, so half an hour, just going through every level that she could get through. Like, what, what's, what, what do you have to do to get the uh, the character to backflip? You just just you just jump and, and it's and a one touch oh. um control. Okay. Yeah. So it's like so if you want to jump, you tap the screen. If you want to do the backflip, you tap and hold. Yeah. So you think and like you just let go at the right oh, okay. time. Mm. Apparently, you guys, you guys were having problems that. with that. Yes, yeah, we apparently. were. I'll say it all like you know. You sure about <laughs> Like I will say the character. I'll say it all superior. Very, we're gonna fast forward to like two weeks from now when I come back and I've played it. But, like yeah, I was having problems with that too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say that the character makes a very satisfying sound when it hits the ground, though, because it's like, it sounds like a melon hitting the ground. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I'm doing the backflip. Nope. Aww. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Wait, is it like is it like the sound that Russell Crowe makes as Javert when he falls from the, the height in the remake of Les Mis? That very Something tune similar. splashy. Yeah, a little. Like, like you're like, ooh. Maybe like a little softer, but yes. Yeah, it's, okay. it's very tangible well, and well, i was just like oh, it's like you're looking for the shot and does he make the herc sound like am, when what's his I name got big, hung no. in tarzan like, also, yeah. i am a big supporter of schadenfreude man if i may yeah he makes a wax sound like when mufasa hit the ground after scar threw him off the mountain no, not no, no, no. Take that. No. no, no, no. See, here's the there difference. No okay. Uh, oh, there's a difference, y'all. Mufasa is a hero character and a good character. You don't want to see something bad happen to him. Javert was misled, and like, granted, it was Russell Crowe. It it was Russell Crowe. I was more happy of no. seeing Russell Crowe make this comedic thud while falling from this I'm like sorry, ledge into a fountain. Hubble, in the book, right? 
It was way when different. That Wait, hold up. There was Naruto's Odyssey book? No. Because I'm not I'm noticing how we sit on topic, that right? Ginormous. No. The point <laughs> yeah. of the fall in Les Mis is that it's funny because in the book, it's this, he does this like very dramatic soliloquy and then he jumps off the right. bridge and he lands in the water. It's ve- it, like, it's the it's way symbolism it's symbolism at its best. Yeah, it's described very like melodramatic and maudlin and sad. I and get that. You know what's also melodramatic and maudlin and sad? Not this game that we're talking about. No, not at all. That is correct. But also, right. but in the movie, he like lands on the oh, side. Oh, this is the movie too. No, that is but amazing. But he lands on the side of the um instead of like, like in, in the it. water, so it's like boom, yeah, roll in, which is less. Climatic. I just wanted to make the comment that it was like a comedic thud in that, very much like face yes. planting in this game like, is a comedic thud. Oh my god, it it, it really and I thought I'd be more frustrated, but I actually wasn't because I was legit just laughing every time I would crash my melon on the ground. Well, you gotta have, like, a sense of humor about it because otherwise, like, the amount of times I had to redo just the freaking tutorial on this, it's like, well, here's when you jump. It's like, okay, cool, and land on a rock. Wait, so, you didn't tell me there was gonna be rocks. So do you it's think like, oh, yeah, this gonna be rocks. in Zen is to try to counter that, like, potential rage quit feeling that one will my, get? I no, I, th- so. I think Shana was right. I think I'm just too old and idiot. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I gotta be real about it. It's just like, I'm used to like, you know, button interface and, you know, doing all this like back and forward and stuff. This was just, you hit and then you move it at the right angle and speed and you have to like pay attention. So it's kind of physics-based? Oh, very much so. Okay. Oh, I hate, I'm not good at those. I can already see, I can already tell I'd have a problem with those. Well, you pay attention to your environment and you get like high... Do I? Uh, in the game, yeah. yeah okay, like, alright. Like, yeah, you, you, you get more ups page. when you go off like a slope if you hit it just the right yeah, angle. Yeah, you can do tricks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like those, like, up your speed and up your score. And, yeah. Okay. I, personally, for me, the game was fun. My daughter had way more fun, though, than me because she caught onto it way faster. Like, she, if I didn't take my phone back at some point, she'd still be playing it. <laughs> Damn, what's, uh, she's enjoying this experience. Wait, your kids she's aren't, like, that kids aren't, your kids aren't old enough to have their own phones yet, right? Or do yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, she's 13. Oh, okay. Hmm. Wait, yes, she does or yes, she does not? Yes, well, she does. Oh, okay. Because she travels by herself. Oh, now, all right. Like, so that's why she has one. But All right, no, I think it is I think it is also more geared towards younger audiences. Because, I mean, Maybe. I tried to play this, like, just on the tee. Maybe our reflexes suck. What's up? Maybe our reflexes suck. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, no. With, with age, they've, they've degraded to nothing. You're absolutely right. Because... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tripping. I'm tripping over like you know, uh, uh, like walking into parked cars and stuff. You know, it's like mm, there's no, oh, there's, there, there was no hope. I, I, Where'd that car come so, from? I was so bad at the game. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, it, it, everything about it is zen. The music is supposedly really calming. You know, the 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 obstacles are seemingly easy. Yeah, and seemingly you can easy. buy all these uh, accoutrements. To help you, yes. you know, to help you uh, get past the. Hey, I can buy a helmet that'll help me like smash through one rock, so I can get the hang of it easier. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Got how it. much is that? Fifteen hundred tokens. Cool. How how long does it take to get to that? Well, each level I'm gathering three, so. Oh, might so take it's a gonna while. be a while. Yeah. yeah. See, my daughter made Eat enough Snickers, money to guys. buy something from the store. This is what I'm saying. That she was so much better. You know what the thing like is, she though, actually went and Wait, but you don't get more tokens for, like, doing stunts in yeah. on the track and stuff like mm-hmm. that? Oh, so if you're really good, you could actually probably accumulate those those tokens a lot. You just 
really yeah. sucks. Well, that, that's the thing, though. Those yeah. first four words you say are the caveat that if you're really good. <laughs> if you're really good. There's and a we, hell of a learning curve involved is here. It I, play, I, play, I, play, I, play, I play this for days straight and still continue to suck. Okay. Like, and the thing is, it, it does, it has, it tries to, has to do, do, like, a lot of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm trying to grind on uh, those, um, like, those uh, parade rails? streamers they have. They, oh, no, okay. No, no rails. You're in the desert. Oh, okay. It's like open desert, so from, like, 10... Yeah, so is there a random pole in the... Never uh, mind. Because... Oh. What it is is that there are, like, um, hot air balloons in oh. the background, and okay. between them, sometimes there are these, like, things Strings. that streamers... Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Oh, all right. And yeah. then you grind right. across those. You can grind on those. You can jump up I mean, and use the balloons for leverage. Okay, if you're committed enough, you can grind on anything. All right, no comment. Um... <laughs> But no, it's like you use your uh, the different things in your environment as some are obstacles, but some also help you uh, help uh, speed you up, or some um, give you uh, things to spring off of. Okay. And this is how you use to solve. I won't say the puzzles, but just uh, to get from point A to point B and then gather as many coins as possible, you know, get this quick bonus. And also just take in the, uh, like, take, take in the experience of this really slow but soothing game that's like it's, it's the perfect like quick action game you jump in real quick there's a small learning curve it's like you tap once you jump you move it this way that way you you know uh that's the, the orientation of your rider and that's it everything oh, else is yeah. just the environment's gonna hit you with a streamer the environment's gonna hit you with a balloon the environment's gonna hit you with a rock the environment's gonna hit you with a, with a jump or a chasm and then you just take it as it comes and the um, now is this game third, came from, third person perspective or is this top down or is this this is third, third person uh well Third person perspective, but not from the back. From okay. The side. Like, yeah. Oh, from the side. Like okay. a side scroller. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. And the entire game is just you're in this desert and you're going across dunes. The game it came from, uh, Alto's Adventure, was a really well received game where you're on mountains and everything is slopes. Is it snow or is it yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's the difference between the two games. Yeah. Um, Alto's Adventure, the uh, original game, is uh, you snowboarding and Alto, or skiing, whichever. Alto's mm -hmm. Odyssey. Uh, this current version is you being in the desert. The endless desert. That's like how I mean, it's actually, people do like snowboard and like ski in, in deserts yeah. because the sand is powdery enough that it's effectively dry snow. Yeah. yeah I, I wish I had skills like that. Honestly, I'm just, I'm just going, I'm just going, you know, dehydrate and die. I can't ski, but I can I snow mean, tube. I would, if I could I, sand tube, I'd right? be down for that. Like, I would sandboard, like, because I don't like the cold, but I could <laughs> do <laughs> Same. <laughs> Yo, as someone who has been skiing, yo, skiing is fun when you're good. And the thing is, on the bunny oh, slopes, like this game. On, on, hold on, hold on, on the bunny slopes, I'm the man. The problem is, I'm watching like people on like the big mountain, and I'm like, oh, the double okay, the black bunny diamonds. Pretty quick, I could probably do that. And I'm watching this dude in this game, and my experience in real life is a lot like my experience in this game, because I'm just like, oh, hold on, I got this on the bunny slope. I'm doing like, you know, I'm doing, I'm, 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 I'm like styling and stuff. I'm doing like, you know, one ski. Check me out, y'all. I go up on the regular mountain, not the double black diamond, not the black diamond itself, the regular ass mountain with little like kids the green circle. Right by me and he's just like, and stuff. And the fact that it took me two hours to slide down a mountain on my ass showed me <laughs> that you know what, maybe skiing's just not for me. Too hey, black, y'all. Too black. Look, look, look. I know it's not for me. But, I'm married uh, to a and, dude who likes winter sports, so it's like, it's it's. A, yeah, that that's that 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 doesn't, that doesn't. Come, like he that can snowboard compute. and ski. Like he knows how. Mostly. So so do I. Doesn't mean I'm gonna do it. 
Like he could go on the regular scope. I'm like, I'll, I'll stay at the bottom of the. Can I just stay in the inn with some hot cocoa right? and my Kindle? Like me and the smallest baby will and be my there. Switch. Also an option because after that two hours of embarrassment and a very cold butt, I went into the lodge and spent the rest of the day watching uh, Ghostbusters came on, Groundhog Day came on. It was a Bill Murray marathon. I was very happy. Groundhog Day. I love Get me a South hot tub moment. and some Alize. Yeah. But, um, but in Alto's Odyssey, let me. You know, we talked about how much we suck. But let me let me ask you about um, your experience with. Well, like, what did you think of the game? What's your opinion of it? Because my opinion of it, I, I, li- I honestly liked the game, mm-hmm. and I really visually liked it. Like, I really, really like it. Man, there is no other way to describe this game but soothing. <laughs> it is just everything about the presentation is very soothing. Yeah, other the colors than, are not oppressive. You know, everything no, is just like it's such pretty soft colors. To take in. It essentially always looks. It's the it has the color palette of a sunset. Okay, like, all the time. So it's always like. Yellows, oranges, and pinks. Yeah, different oh, levels, colors different that levels. invoke that serene feet. Okay, yeah. all right. Everything was and like the music very... is very like calm and I feel unintrusive. Like I feel like there's and... an, there's a deeper reason for that that the developers had in mind when they were Possibly. developing problems. And maybe it is partially because the mechanics can be a little frustrating, but again, all that other stuff comes together to kind of. Yeah, it gets right. you in that zone where you're like, you know, hey, like, man, you know, like, man, you know why, like, why, why fight it? Let me just let me yeah. just get into some of these microtransactions. Like, why not, baby? It's like the ambiance <laughs> works like weed. Let me lull you into paying me $20 to get through this. Good <laughs> like, job. Hey, it's, check it out. Dude, are you telling me that I can give y'all 17 bucks and I get a slightly longer scarf? Yeah, let's do that. Cool. I'm a style, it's, baby. It's like everybody Wait, got a huge hit. Wait, do you have a scarf hit. in this game? You have a scarf yes, in this game. you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, your little writer has like it's kind of like N plus. You know, how you get the headband and it's just kind of like flowing in the back. Oh, I you was get... also kind of thinking Journey when you get the, you um, get your scarf in Journey. That too, it, it, but also oh, keep in mind like perspective. AF too. I loved that game. Well, remember this pers- the perspective of this game though. You are just seeing your little like tiny right. black yeah. figure. I wish I had and, a and larger screen. And then the, screen the scarf is just that. a flowing line behind I you. Got it. So. Like, I won't lie, I wish I had a larger screen mm-hmm. when I played it, just because, you know, it visually would have been easier to see. I mean, could this be something? Your character is very tiny. Oh, I'm about to, I'm yeah. going to ask a real dumb question. Yep. Everyone can hate on me in the comments. Oh, they will. <laughs> yep, so go right ahead, because I understand how dumb this is going to sound. Mm-hmm. Does Android make tablets? Yes. yes. Okay, see, I don't know. Yeah, I, lo- I love how Guys, in, in, in I the said, over there, John holds up this Android like, tablet in the room. Dumb question in three, two, one. view. <laughs> I clearly don't, I don't know. I've been no. living a Mac life all of my life. I didn't know. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I assumed, um, but I, I didn't want to be I, that person that I, assumed. I apologize. They do make tablets. All right. I have several so Samsung then, tablets in my life. So then, would this be a game that you'd be able to play on that tablet and no, have that bigger screen? I have not tried it. I was good. I, I should have tried. I should have seen, but I didn't. Yeah, you can get it right from the Android store. Um, that you can go. That so you there you go. Well, there's your, you know, because some things aren't compatible for all mobile devices. True. Yeah. Like you might be able to play it, but it might still be a small screen. Like it might. They might not have made a consent so for. It. Yo, love to find out the larger version on the tablet when it's all small on your phone. It's just this cute little, you know, like little, you know, dark figure. When you open it up, it's just like some guy. Ah! Ooh, it could be like a Monet from far away. It's really pretty, but up close, it's a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why they didn't do it. Yeah, well, yo, I, I, I dug playing this, but I have a real problem with every time I wipe out, it gives you these little motivational phrases. <laughs> He's like, that like, doesn't you know, help. It, yo, it's the most condescending goddamn, yo. I think you're fit, taking it personally. Yeah, Pat, that it, sounds it, it, like a you problem, not the game's problem. It, really, when I when I miss a backflip, land on my face, and this thing's like, uh, that, oh, is, this, that this is, is that is 100% like, your problem. And then, and, then, and then this thing's like, everybody falls sometime, buckaroo. Like, yo, you can, mother, man. Oh. 
What's it called? Also, you always land on your face. Every time you land on your face, no matter when you let go of that button, you let you land See, on I, your face. She's not wrong. If I if I had the if I had the skill, yeah. like the pro programming skill, every time you landed on your face at the end, it'd be like a picture of your character, so you'd see how messed up your face was. Damn, you gonna you gonna have like the you once again trying for its best, over. like because you can literally hear your melon crack every time. But you did it. You gonna make like the Bushido blade of, of like? It's gonna a, be the like Dark Souls. Of, like we haven't there. gotten to Daybreak yet. Why are you bringing up the Bushido code? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. There's a game called Bushido Blade that had uh, you retain. It's called their, transition and or segue. You're right. You're right. I'll compartmentalize. Um, uh, Alto's Odyssey. I almost said Abe's Odyssey. Damn, mm. damn it. Uh, Alto's Odyssey. Yo, uh, as much. As, as frustrating as this quote-unquote easy game was for me. It was not easy. That's a lie. This yes. game is not easy, but it is... Enjoyable, apparently. Falsehoods galore. Well, but, it, it, it is a relaxed game. It's mm -hmm. not so much that the degree of difficulty is super high. Your timing has to be, like, perfect, mm -hmm. though. That is the part. To that a will, T. Like, because the mechanics are easy. The timing is what you have to do. It's kind of like if you play, like, an adventure game when you have when you have enemies that, like, shoot stuff at you and you gotta hit it back. But is it is it like, like timing in the sense timing. of rhythm timing? Like, kind is of. it a... Uh, yeah, because um, there, are, there are points where you're pretty much working with your momentum and with the... Uh, environment okay. uh, like once you get going the environment is all right like rapidly yeah, adapting to you figure out how to land those backflips you're probably fine yeah, because the backflips are what allow you to speed up without an incline okay yep. oh yeah. so 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 the game wants you to learn this particular thing because yes. that's what's going to help you further down the yeah, and it throws more stuff at you more uh, like uh, uh, qu more quickly the farther along you get in the game. And then I imagine if I had gotten far enough, if I had gotten far enough, uh, I do imagine it would have been very beneficial to have some of the um, some of the uh, personal items, some of the updates that you can um, acquire. Okay. The problem with those is that they work like once, and when you're <laughs> and when you're in a level where they're throwing like. What's a that? couple of those instances well, that you fair, can only use you, it one of those times. If you get the backflip mechanic right, if you can, if you go fast enough, you can just like, just go through obstacles. Like you don't have to yeah, go but, over them anymore. If you're fast enough, you just crash right through. But them. that's the thing, backflips Without take time, you. and they I'll, factor I was gonna that say, into. Like, you could you can run into all types of things. It's whether or not it hurts you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't hurt you. <laughs> if if you're going fast enough, you just go straight. You build through up it. a little, oh, okay. you build up a little shield. Oh. Um, that yeah. So you become the un, the un, the what is it the unstoppable object? Yeah. You, the, you just start piercing through things. Yes, pretty more much. More or less, but I'm gonna get I'm giving uh, Alto's Odyssey a thumbs up because yeah I struggle with it, but you struggle with games. That's just it's just the nature yeah. of you know playing. And I struggle and, and with as long life, as and I'm still fun. here. Like yeah, like what hey hey hey, 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 h
because it was always where do they keep the swords when they're wearing short jackets? I mean, I, when they had the long ones, it makes sense. But without, I the think long they ones. just have magic Highlander powers, and they can just summon. <laughs> but them they at never will. like. I think y'all are underestimating '90s fashion, where you know, keep in mind the amount of pouches and and shoulder pads. No, come on, and no, the Duncan wore like had... tight jeans and leather jackets at a point in the show, and. And the sword yes, would just appear. Hey, you're fitting hey, the most important one, part, though. Wonder Woman proved to us you can put a sword in a dress. The amount of product okay, that that man had in his hair and that ponytail. Was what was going on? Hey, um. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I've been trying to steer this conversation away from that Done comment, it. and then someone had to say it. <laughs> All right, so. I couldn't help it. You, you, you really could. That's the. You no, really could I have. really couldn't. I couldn't uh, deny the fans. I'm never having y'all two on the same show again. <laughs> All right, I, so now let's talk we'll about. Uh, he's not. Gonna, that means I can't be on the show the week after next. Uh-oh. Oh no! No, don't do that. Can we move on, please? Yes. Yes. All right, thank you. All right, so now let's talk about Terminator Dark Fate. This is the latest chapter, and I, I, I want to say it's the latest chapter. I'd like to say the final chapter, but I really feel like they're gonna make another one. And judging from this intro I'm giving, you can tell we weren't that excited. This is the current uh, iteration in the perpetually retconned Terminator timeline. Oh my god, it's so sucky. Yeah, they've done uh, quote-unquote next chapters that they retconned uh, three times now. They've, uh, they did Terminator Salvation with Christian Bale, uh, which was the initial retcon where they worked um, the events of Terminator 3, Rise wait, of the wait, Machines, wait. out of continuity. Okay, so that was the fourth one then. Terminator Salvation? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then they did Terminator Genesis, which retconned the events of Very, uh, the previous well, two. Well, it, it there's a the thing. It, it retconned uh, Terminator Salvation, um, but worked in elements, not the entire uh, storyline, but elements of Terminator: Rise of the Machines. We weren't exactly sure what they were trying I to do, think, and I think they weren't exactly sure what I they were trying to do. I think what it, at least I don't know if they were trying to do this or, or if this is just where they ended up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what happened with that is that that is supposed to represent supposed to bring in the notion of many timelines into the franchise mm. specifically at least that's what they say now and i'm like did you mean to do that though no i'm not sure you meant to do it but it's clearly where we're at now so everything else previous everything else that came out after t2 is supposed to be alternate timelines it's a marketing yeah. to make more money well it's not the first make it more complicated, uh, it's not the you? first franchise to approach that model the problem with this is they're doing it very ham-fistedly where everything feels like uh just uh they're, they're putting they're trying to put band-aids on their own messed up storyline i'm sorry and did you say hand fist or ham fist i said ham fist oh, okay why? don't feel bad i thought he said hand i thought he said ham and i'm like why are you what? fisting hands <laughs> You've never heard that expression? No. All right, we're going to get you a... No! Yeah. I was like, that's bizarre. <laughs> anyway, anyway. All right, well... Terminator I Dark... just derailed that. Terminator Sorry, Dark Fate is the um, next chapter where now we're following Sarah Connor. This takes place in the future, directly after Terminator 2. So they've worked Salvation... Uh, they've worked Genesis and they've worked Rise of the Machines completely out of existence. And now Sarah Connor's in the supposed, um, like, desirable future that uh, would come after they defeated Skynet and Cyberdyne went completely out of business at the end of Terminator 2. The problem with that is there were still Terminators that Skynet had sent from the previous 
no, now no longer existing future that were just out and about in the world. Which, and just because you got rid of that, you know, that, that, you know, dank, dark, unpleasant future which, doesn't mean those events didn't happen in the past, which means that this still terminates out Hutton John. Which, and when one of them gets them, now it's just on Sarah to prevent the rest of the world from crumbling under their influence. But here's the thing, they do realize, and I don't know if anybody thought about this or not, but that completely negates the freaking emotional ending of T2. Like, entirely. It makes it not matter. It makes the um, sacrifice of that particular Terminator that John became very attached to mean absolutely nothing. See, feelings are done. We don't need feelings. Asked... Let's work on feelings. Feelings recon. Like, oh, uh, so there was no point in him destroying himself. He should have just stayed with y'all, and y'all could have been a happy family. It could have been all fun. Well, we can't have happy families together. in movies. There's no drama there. We need drama. Like, I'm just annoyed because it's like, aw. All John wondered was a father figure. The Terminator could have stayed and been his father figure, but no, he had to destroy himself because he had to make sure all the chips were gone so there'd be no cyber net. And then, and then, no, oh wait, no, Skynet sent a bunch of Terminators sporadically throughout history, and so none of that was per None of it mattered. How do you really feel about it? Alright, you also forgetting so you also forgetting one very so important, very pertinent, I think probably the most important plot point here. That there was more money to be made. That's right. But to now, tell a good story, why are you trying to take my no, money? Because with no. all bad stories. because with all the no. bad stories, they can say, "Hey, but if you give us more money, we can fix it." And then they fix one part of that bad story, but then give us all Every these other bad elements. Everything else is wrong, though. Like the I wheel is it. broken. We have it, we gotta fix it. We're gonna no. We must destroy <laughs> the, the wheel. wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, there are no dragons in this, so we cannot. <laughs> anyway. Also, we can't be like you know. Preoccupied with telling good stories and stuff. That's but just not how this works. Now, I would like Sarah, it to work now that way. in this latest story, we're following. Um, well, we're, it's Sarah Connor's like movie, but we're not following uh, her trying to you know take out Terminators and just like one woman's crusade for the. It's like none of that. There's actually a new savior and a new futuristic AI that's sending back new futuristic Terminators to take out uh, the new um, uh, uh, resistance. Uh, I don't know, spearheader, evangelist, whatever you want to call it. So what I'm hearing is that the course of the Terminator story, if it never hinged on Sarah Connor because there was always going to be a savior that they're always, they well, were no, always going to send. That's I what they're telling what they're, in this version now. In this no, version I think they're what they're telling. saying is that it does hinge on her. The way the movie goes, it does. It, but it's not that she's the savior, it's that she will create the savior. John one Connor? way or another. Oh. John, John Connor? One way or another. You saw the movie. I know what happened. No, no, no. <laughs> I saw the entire movie. Yeah. Can, I, can, I finish, can I finish, please? Go for yes. It. All right. So she's going to be the one responsible for the resistance in the future that ends up fighting the AI, and they can't be having this. So now they're sending Terminators back. But this one also, since uh, we've retconned Rise of the Machines, but in our world that exists, we have Terminators that still use elements from that. And the few elements from Genesis, Salvation, not forget Salvation, not forget that. Yeah. But one thing I thought they did was really cool is the Terminator in this now, it's both uh, part metallic endoskeleton, you know, badass with the stuff and you organic like stuff. And salvation. then part, what's up? You mean like in Salvation? No. Because isn't that what happened? It wasn't the Terminator in that, like, both biomechanical 
You're thinking of Rise of the Machines where the Terminatrix. No, I'm talking about the one with Christian Bale in it. <laughs> that was that was salvation, but what's what about this Terminator reminded have, you of? Like, because well, didn't he like start as human, or at least had human memories because he was confused about being a machine and all that? No, they programmed him like programmed him uh, to think he was human and have amnesia, ah, and that was okay. going to be his way of infiltrating. So instead of one zero one one, it was zero zero one one. Okay, so it was Something a dumb like that, construct. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure it was a dumb construct. Gotcha. No, the Terminator in this was. one was <laughs> more al along the lines of the Terminator from Terminator uh, Rise of the Machines, the third one, because uh, no, you don't think so? Went, cause, cause, oh, okay, break down. Because you would still be a machine first, like, whereas I feel it, whereas in this one isn't the Terminator um, started as a human. They're, they're an enhanced human being opposed to a machine that nah, looks human i'm talking about the dude that was chasing oh you mean that oh, oh yeah i will say i do like the mechanic for him like that was interesting it was different oh, tell us about it he has a both liquid and solid um body so he has a regular metal um endoskeleton but what you call it the outer part of him is liquid metal so and they can separate and work autonomously yeah whoa Okay. So that is the coolest thing in this whole movie. There you go. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. That is kind of cool. And Rise of the Machines, the Terminatrix was a combination of the liquid over the exoskeleton, but they kept it as she used that to regenerate and she used that to make uh, the um, uh, the weaponry that... Uh, and her boobs bigger. Well, that. eventually that got there, yeah. I mean, you know, if you could. If you well, can, I mean, why I mean Arnold Schwarzenegger was super jazzed about well, it. Robert Patrick of course Bruce. he was. <laughs> he was like, it's brilliant. It's in the freaking um, commentary. <laughs> uh, Rise of the uh, Machines? Yes. He was like, it's brilliant. Because some men like little boobs and some men like big boobs. And, and I was just like, dude, why? Why is this conversation happening? I mean, people just like boobs? Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, like, Maybe. no, that was in the um, commentary he participated in for that movie. Crazy. But um, the Terminatrix couldn't separate the liquid metal. In uh, Dark Fate, the Terminator, uh, which they didn't really call him anything else besides Terminator, and Terminators is a general term. He yeah, could separate they don't the really endoskeleton. Have they don't. They're robots. Exactly. But so I feel the, like I want to dig into that ability a little bit more because I could kind of, if I wanted to be a <laughs> film snob. <laughs> Like the separation of body and mind state, but still working autonomous. Like that's never mind. I'm thinking psychology 101 stuff. You're, you're, like, you're thinking of it's a like the way it to and make the it super actually interesting in a way that it. Wasn't. I'm trying to apply something to make it interesting. Yeah, no, that's, the, that's, the, that's the wrong approach. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, that sounds <laughs> really interesting. I would like to pick that apart, but I'd be thoroughly disappointed. If they're like, we just wanted to be able to do this thing. I no, just we can't know do that. No, what I want to what I want to know is I want I want you to break down the cool mechanic that they use with this Terminator. Oh, they well, it was really just that they. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It was really just that they separate and um, what you call it? Like, so if you were to say, which did happen in the movie, like they pin down the skeleton and then like the. Metal, the liquid metal part just kind of melted away and created a secondary body that continuously chased them. Like no, I actually like love that. that because it combined the elements of the first Terminator that was just yeah. the endoskeleton with the second Terminator, the T one thousand from T two. That was liquid. That now you have a liquid Terminator and a solid metallic Terminator. Yeah, both solid acting on autonomy and chasing. And yo, it was cool. Yeah. I dug, I dug the hell yeah, out of that. That part. was a cool mechanic. If only everything 
had that same level of thought process. Okay, that's and coolness. All right, well, tell us. Not. Well, tell us about the other facet of the movie because beyond just the Terminator that's stalking the future savior, we have. Are, are, are we talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie? No, no, we'll get there. Oh, or are we talking about Grace? Yes, we are. Grace. Mm -hmm. Now, Grace is a human. What well, was a human soldier who has been enhanced? Did, did, did <laughs> I explain that? Like, no, you, you no. Amanda started talking about like how she gonna explore sociology and we. <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean in the movie, did they Someone fully explain that? Because I'm like, do no, I remember that being explained? Um. So essentially, she is the adopted daughter of the leader of the resistance. Whoa, whoa! No spoilers now. <gasps> that sounds like a spoiler nugget. No, I'm, 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 I'm gonna have to cut that out. I feel like that was said in the um. The She's the heir no, to Downton no, Abbey. That, that, that was that was even in like a non-spoiler run. I felt like that was in the break. No, no, that, okay. was, that was that was a that was a thing that we discovered. Okay, they played fine. That she is a, then again, she is a protege of the resistance leader who is enhanced and sent back in time. Mm -hmm. And the thing they did with this is this gives a the human agent that's sent back to protect the future resistance leader um, an actual like fighting chance against the Terminators. Yeah, how and when they never first, did this before? I have no freaking idea. Like, they just sent they back Kyle Reese all willy nilly like right? yo, just a regular human against an unstoppable killing machine. Of course he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they sent my man back like yo. I want you to go back and do me a favor. Look, you guys, go, it was go, more go, cost effective to just send a general there just to like scope stuff out, and then if it got real bad, send in the troops. Yeah. Look, we don't have the budget. All right, so we're just going to send you back. Um, no clothes enough. Send the mail guy right? like, to scout. Just send back naked and with... Yeah. Like, you can find clothes, right? You cool? Yeah, we send you back in December. Yeah, you make it work. Like, there are clothes there. You can find them. Also, the weirdness of him going back to impregnate his best friend's mom. So I, I, best I would like to think he didn't know that ahead Wait, of time. Wait, what? But every totally other, every, did know Well, that. no, in the original story, I would I would like to think when they wrote it, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> Could you but imagine, like, every, they give story. you the dossier, like, here's your mission, and you'd be like, do your best friend's mom. Like, it, it, it's, no, 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 um, no, no, keep, keep in mind, military terms. Oh, so, wow. so, locate target, populate. smash. <laughs> smash. Yeah. No, um, they would have used copulate. <laughs> Acquire female. Locate target, What you call it? Inject. Perform coitus. Perform coitus. <laughs> locate target, face down, ass Impregnate. up. Impregnate. <laughs> um... I'd like to think that that wasn't in the original script. That uh, the fact that um, the fact that the resistance maybe didn't have full full uh, information on uh, John's father. It's just protect his mother and everything else. The chips fall where they may. And then Kyle Reese went back. You know, military dude on show leave. We got ten minutes. What's going on? You know, it, it, it's really weird. And every other version um, after that has really focused on no the intent was for him to go back and get in there and i'm like y'all really <laughs> ran with this point well because like they were they were they were enacting fantasies to, they wrote their I own i feel like there was supposed to be like a time paradox situation in this that if they don't send reese back to protect so then the savior's survive. never born and exactly. therefore see that right but there wait, me if though that's is the like case, every if you never send them back the savior wouldn't be born and then oh skynet would win yeah. Well, no, or rather, Skynet would never be like, hey, we have to do something about this because there's someone who's going to mess our stuff up. Yeah. 
I, I, yeah, and I think that's the paradox that it's the chicken before the egg. If they don't send back the Terminator, they don't send back Kyle, and if they don't send back Kyle, John's this never born. born. Well, hold on. Like, that poses uh, that poses a very oh important my head is part. beginning to ache. Right. <laughs> that that is the right reaction. No, no, no. That <laughs> this poses is why adding alternate timelines is, is so not. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. That, that poses a very um a very poignant plot point that could have saved this movie, and I'm really I'm genuinely upset they didn't explore. And as you get into the movie, they even play with the idea that because it's not Sarah Connor's story, that means that John Connor was not the only ultimate savior that could have uh, helped humanity fight against the AIs. The AI uh, uprising was always going to happen, okay, yeah. and the fact that Sarah Connor didn't give birth to uh, the resistance leader who started the resistance means that it's not just one person who's going to, it's pretty much all people can, and they didn't explore that. They focused on, well, since John Connor wasn't going to be it, now this other person is just yeah. the, is going to be the only one that can, so yeah, we take like, them. It's like, that could have been so damned yeah, philosophical. We, we've two had that in Buffy. Yeah, like, but two things, how about that? Wait, don't, don't, don't. Don't, don't, no, I love. Don't it. invoke yeah. Buffy in this train wreck. How right. dare you taint like, the, me I'm just the happy memory the of Buffy? I'm just saying that the cho that chosen one trope of like, if it's not this chosen well, one, somebody, somebody, somebody else. Well, yeah, no, that's the wrong argument to make. The right argument to make there would be that this movie could have been saved if the Terminator was played by Nathan Philly, and you are correct. Up top, up top, <laughs> right there. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Not what I meant, but I okay. Think, you know what's funny is that with that same thought process, yeah. they could have not completely redcon T3 because part of the thing about it is that they didn't just come to kill John. Mm. They came to kill his generals. The people who would help him mm. make, you know, the resistance. So that none of them would be. rise up in his falling and take, take yeah. over. Um, take and over this, what he's doing. And, this, and I think, and I think, I feel like, I think mm. the overarching thought process here was that humanity will always, you know, rise up and fight for itself. Like, it'll always survive and like, that kind of thing there will always be hope for humanity humans it's are cockroaches one will come back yes there's always one it's just terribly bungled by this really lazy ass script writing well here's the thing if uh terminator the sarah the sarah connor chronicles had explored any of those other avenues of um the possibilities of a different future if it's not all dependent on john connor yeah. and uh and sarah connor and possibly in one iteration they won. So then the next episode is a different future, and then the next episode that is a different future, and then the next one. And they could have they could have done that. The thing is, I feel like Dark Fate, and I felt this way the whole movie, as I'm trying to watch this, and they're trying to get you to uh, to connect emotionally with Grace, you know, and and to a lesser degree with Sarah. She came in as just a complete curmudgeon and un. Likeable because you can't cuss. have two Look strong female leads. Fifteen minutes. Well, yeah, but well, no, it's, it, no, it's fairly thing. obvious it's that she all comes strong in as female leads. I'm going to say because the most strong female leads oh, yeah. that we get all the time. Yeah, I'm that, a that, cold that's... iron biatch. Well, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm the cold iron biatch. I'm. Oh, calm, calm down. This movie had every different type of female lead. It had the strong one. It had the really emotional one. It had the one that's all about business. It had the one that flex. Here's the problem, though. Everything felt so forced. So much. So forced. They, they may as well have, like, opened and closed it with, like, the Spice Girls. You know, all over. Just like, yeah, it's, like it's like, it's so hey, like, hey, we're all about girl power. Are you trying to say that it? all of these strong female leads would not have grouped up if it hadn't been for 
plot contrivance, whatever, probably. that brought them all in. Yeah, probably. Yeah, most likely. It's like, oh, we all met at this Catalina w- mixer and we traded business cards and it's, now we know each other. Okay. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's, like, it's like what happened is Skynet attacked an Indigo Girl concert and we can't have that. You it's, know? Like, it's like, they're trying to take our Lilith's fair. No, let's no, go. Right, like, <laughs> like they, came, they, they showed up at Lilith's fair. Yeah. It was the wrong musical festival. It's like, man, <laughs> this TLC reunion will not be interrupted by Skynet. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, they, they, it's it's like okay. so in your face where it's like, yo, we get it. You're progressive. Can we just get a decent story? story thank and it's you. it's like it's it's kind of like my own estrogen was offended. You know, it's like, like yeah. it's funny because in the last like couple in like last month or so, yeah. the director on um, was she the director or the writer of um Beauty and the Beast the ori- the original Disney version um. And she essentially wrote an open-ended letter and she was like, I'm sick of strong female characters. And she's like, because all you're doing is taking a character who's doing something that you consider traditionally masculine and just putting a person with ovum there instead. Yep. <laughs> and just, yep. And it's just like, that's not really what we're asking for. No. <laughs> and also making... It's also saying that they have to be masculine to be heroes. And it's, it's, it's always such... It, it just gets tired because it's like, oh, she's empowered. She has a sword. It's like, no, that's not what makes her empowered. Like, I don't need them to be strong. I need them to be empowered. Mm-hmm. You, be you know what? Elle yes. Woods, legally blonde, empowered female, strong, yeah. without having to be strong. That's right. So if Terminator learned to do the bend and snap, we'd all be, no. Um, <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, let, let's talk about the, uh, I want to get your opinion then on that same, like, you know, um, I guess, uh, springboarding off that uh so let's talk about grace then uh and Mackenzie. um oh doggone it. i got the thing here let me I got, my, I got my cheat sheet uh Mackenzie davis uh let's talk about her performance as uh grace the uh augmented human who's not a terminator but is like the first supposedly the first um like you know resistance agent that is capable of holding their own against the terminator she's human plus is yes. what i'm hearing yeah okay in this uh in this one um the person that's sent back isn't just a regular ass soldier they're enhanced with uh terminator tech yeah. so they have advanced healing uh it also has a downside of their pr- they're able to manage like short interactions but their metabolism goes nuts so if she doesn't like you know kill a buffet afterwards and drink a couple gallons of water she's toast so she still fuels herself by food essentially yes <laughs> which is funny because original script of terminator mm-hmm. that they were fueled by food like essentially they could eat like stuff like um stuff that was high in like sugar mm-hmm. and that gets me to the olive garden so essentially <laughs> like they were fueled by candy like in oh. the original script. Just imagine a man walking by. He, he he's murking folks left and right, and then just like grabs a bag of Skittles. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. It's it's like your juicy fruit. Give it to me. All right. So yeah. So hold, hold, so oh uh, so Grace. What was your take? Because when we first saw her, I was like, Yo, this is dope. That Terminator just smacked well, with the sledgehammer. Like, again, like, the and the action like, scenes aren't bad. And as an acting wise like she's not someone that's in a whole whole bunch of stuff but she's been in a couple things that have been well received and i think she's a good actress and considering what was given to her yeah 
Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, the actress herself, um, uh, I think she, she was did in... an okay job. I think she did fine for what was given to her. Yeah. And I like the idea of the character of Grace. I just don't know if I like how it played out. Yeah, the character bugged me after a while. At first, it seems like she's all about the mission, and then it became this obsessive, overbearing uh, mom trope. I'm not letting you get into danger. No, not while I'm around. Mm -hmm. Wagging her. I think she did wag her finger a couple times. Like, are you? Are you? Are you goddamn serious? And it, it, it got to be more about the petty squabble between uh, Grace and Sarah Connor about the proper way to protect uh, um, um, Danny mm -hmm. is, the, is the name of the... Uh, of the of and, the and Sarah's like a super fight. like robot racist at this point. <laughs> so, Sarah's, like, you know, everything like about... I mean, if we didn't talk about racism enough. normally, let's mm -hmm. just robots and humans. She's yeah, your like... crazy survivalist uh, uh, auntie. Who, who, who apparently like every moment of this was was her 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 moment at Thanksgiving. You know, she <laughs> she had a she she came out the side of her mouth every every chance she could have with some. You're, yeah, and you're right. It was it was uh, like yeah. it was like anti anti uh, anti tech anti robot racism. A lot of that it. was just yeah. And I'm, I'm like it, it's amusing a couple times. I mean, at, when it, when you first meet her, it's justified because they like. I feel like you'd want to do a rule of three. Like you get the first little nugget of, oh, she really doesn't like robots, and then maybe during a battle, during the second, the second, third, mm -hmm. like somewhere in the middle of that yeah, fight, like, she yeah. says something. You're like, oh, haha, remember she doesn't like robots, robots, and then something at the end. But yo, Grace just kept feeding that fire because this is like, yeah, she doesn't like y'all, but you apparently have like a mad on against her too. We don't get oh, why I, I, until the end, and at the end. I thought it was a. I thought it was not a cop out per se, just a really hack story mechanic. Okay. That like y'all y'all didn't even try with this. You know, on, honestly, honestly, by the end of this, Terminator, uh, believe it or not, uh, Rise of the Machines, Terminator Three, had a better like had had a better presented, and um and uh, story wise a better uh, last third of the movie and then ultimately the ending and I was very upset by that because I'm like this is the one where you brought back Linda Hamilton right. you brought back Arnold for some reason which oh that was also I just story I know you guys never really talk about Arnold which well, is weird in a Terminator you, movie you think that we would spend some time there yeah there's there's not much okay. to talk about he's brought in as almost comic relief it, it, Almost it's so comic dumb. relief. Okay, like it's it's so dumb. Is it spoilers to tell his story? It's um like not not necessarily how yeah, it ends, a, but how he's introduced. Yeah, give the give the, give the general overview if you can. Okay, so Arnold the the Arnold you see in this the T one hundred and one yes, and they've they've reconned that whole T eight hundred business. What was his name? Carl. His name was Carl. Okay. So, yes, his name is Carl. He has That's a name. Just, oh, oh man. Okay. So, it is not in the first, <laughs> Sorry. like, 15 minutes or so of the movie, hmm. he is one of the many other Terminators that Skynet sent into the future. That, for into some reason, game. just sporadically sprinkled all over the place through time mm -hmm. to just pop out and go boo to John Connor boo! and his mom. Um... Well, that one does appear, goes boo, and boom. <laughs> I, I, I also like to see that, like, as just a, 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 a DVD bonus short, where it's just like, she's just, Terminator's pop, literally just popping out of nowhere. You know, they wake up in the morning, ah, you want eggs, you know, for breakfast? I'm going to make some bacon. Yeah. They turn around, open the uh, open the closet door to get a roll or something. Terminator's just like, ah! Yeah, they're just, just like, boom. Yeah, she just have a shotgun, like, you know, under the bed. <laughs> boom, I gotcha. Cool. Hey, let's go take a bath. 
open up a Terminator, pops up a toilet, ah, it's all wet, you know. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. And goes and get, like, the mail, Terminator pops up the mailbox, just, you know, like, gotcha. And, and the moment he first appears in the movie is the moment that anybody who truly loves T2 will have checked out the movie. Because he shows up and shoots John Connor in the face. <laughs> so that thing he was sent to do, he then... Does he then but does. then he feels really bad about it. Wait, but he's a he's a he's a robot. Yeah. How, where where did the he, feelings come from? Remember that whole thing she said about how this is a really badly written movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he feels super sad that he killed this human, which was the whole whole, whole point his whole of mission. Being. Yeah. Um, and then he goes off and adopts a family and gets married right, and whoa, settles whoa, whoa. down. Right, Wait. I, I think you, you, you're getting a bit too a bit too deep there. What happens is um, one of the several Terminators that were sent back and Sarah Connor was fighting them all off, one of them did just succeed. Right. And that's how they introduced the, the reason he's there. All she said was, yeah, several of them tried to get him. I fought him. And then one of them, you know, won. Uh, okay. All right. Any other details? You know, shot him in the face. Uh, uh, you know. I hey, mean, uh, you could. You didn't have. I mean, to. They, uh, well, they apparently went... that was good enough for them. They... And then after, like, the explanation of him still being there is Skynet didn't have a plan to bring any of those Terminators back. Right. So they're all just like roaming. And the reason he's still there, but he's decided to work with them, is because once Terminators don't have a mission, they just experience the world and. He's experiencing the world. So he is sent. So wait. So you, you, he's essentially immortal, because yeah. like he's like. Well, not necessarily. He's like future he AI. Wait, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. He does. He doesn't just age. He gets fat. But man, I mean, man Arnold full... Schwarzenegger is fat. Like, have you seen him lately? He, 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 he had the hey guys, we don't body that. shame here on the Geek Down. I'm not. I mean, for someone saying. who used to be a Mr. Universe, like. There is some difference in physique you, these days. Universe right, is full of space and time. He clearly has had so more space pants. and more time. Hey. <laughs> hey. All right. We have, spent, we have spent entirely too much time on yeah, this. Yeah, no. We have. We have. We what it comes have. down to is um, Skynet has sent back a new Terminator now. But it's not Skynet. Skynet. It's a new system because Skynet never existed. Cyberdyne systems never existed. But someone still some made the AI that eventually evolves uh, the Terminator evolves to spawn the Terminators and then sends them back to the past. Nothing changes except the names, the yeah. names and who's being hunted. This Thus, time. the name of the movie Dark Fate. It was always going to happen regardless of how it happens. Yeah, yes. the Terminator is played by um, Gabriel Luna. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, I, I think I've seen that guy. Um, did, did, you, did you watch Agents of Shield? Yes. Yeah, he was the guy who played Ghost Rider. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he's, he's, like, he's, he's not bad. I, oh, I, that I, guy. I, I like him as an actor, and they had him doing some like cool stuff in this, like when the yes. Terminator itself was hunting. That was actually pretty cool because he's. He's, he's doing stuff like he's changing up his accent when he's talking to, uh, when he knows he's talking to some good old boy sheriffs. Yeah, like, and oh, he's, like, he's, so he's, he's co what is it, code switching? Yeah, yeah. oh, heavily. <laughs> he's, he's got colloquialisms. He's he's cracking jokes. I'm like, why did it take them so long to figure this out it was about several, human interaction? It was several Man. Firewire updates. They just weren't there yet. But that's the thing. He's got quips. He's got jokes and references. Think about how much easier, like, it would have made the Terminator's missions in Jump if you just gave them some, I don't know, some congeniality program. You well, know? I mean, they had to run their beta test first. Please, you know, can Robert I kill Patrick your son? Have... Thank you. 
Well, Robert hey. Patrick ain't got jokes, you know. So I mean, yeah. but he's a super fast runner. I'll give you that. Exactly. That's how. Like, you, that's how. That's how you learn that uh, your Terminator needs speed and he needs ups. So yeah. when this dude, when they do the whole scene where he's climbing up and then climbing back down and jumping out the water and then climbing up again the the, uh, the dam. Not Hoover Dam, but a dam, um, or maybe, maybe maybe Hoover Dam. I don't know. It started off. Anyways, uh, it was near the border, and they crossed the border, and then he's tapping into radios and disguising his voice as sheriffs. Like like just a heads up, y'all. We got some fugitives trying to cross the border. The description is blank and blank. Take them out proper. They just killed. It's like whoa. Who, who said he's using slang and stuff? Like this is this is clever. It's genius. He's using our tech. Uh, against to, to, us yeah versus you. just trying there, to run up and stab are, him off you know there are hints of some, I don't know how many writers were involved in the script mm -hmm. something tells me a lot yes I don't know why it, well it changed hands a bunch of times yeah and they, no and you it, can tell it, it was in development hell forever you can really tell it, it, it just seems like a lot of uh, forced uh, storytelling and missed opportunity missed opportunity to wrap this up in a prestigious and respectful manner and instead they chose nah we'll we'll put a lot into the fight scenes and then nothing into the actual sense and emotional impact and uh, interaction of the rest of the story well the, you know, the fight scenes were dope i'll give them that how the terminator actually uh like you know acted uh, and acted his mission was dope the rest, hot garbage. Like I, 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 I was upset. The hottest of garbage. Yeah, every time they weren't like there wasn't a fight scene, I was bummed out because I'm like I, I, I actually like this franchise, the first two installments yeah, exactly. of this franchise. I want to see more it go bad out. Movies than good. It does now, yeah. I want to see it go out on a good note, and I was hoping this was gonna be it. So does Halloween. Mm. But anyway. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I was I mean, hoping that's this would have been it. Well, I mean, Rob Zombie did a remake, and then they retconned that retcon, and then retconned the retcon that retconned. Look, this is this and is now this is, Laurie Strode's back, and now has a family, and they're all badass this is, ladies. This now. is one step away, yo. This is okay. one step away from it being Michael Bay's The Terminator. Oh my no, God, and, no! And for that, I, I give it a hard thumbs down, I and I, I genuinely take no joy in that because I, mean, I didn't watch it, but I have no intentions to. Like I Watch really that. liked he too. Like I liked the first. Two, like I liked the first Terminator. Okay, but I really, really liked T two when I was a kid. Like that was like the action movie to see. Especially since it was R rated, we weren't supposed to see it. But that you would want to watch if you were in elementary school in the nineties, and I was, and I did, and I liked that movie. What about Bad Boys? That was later. That was that was also a fluke. Cause that was like the one where it was like, oh, yo, it's dope. This dude's gonna be the thing. And then every other movie he's done has been like some hyper patriotic, hyper on fire BS. I mean, he gets a lot of money from the military. Yes. <laughs> and now we're getting bad <laughs> boys for say life. That's it. Yeah, which I'm sure is gonna be garbage. <laughs> I, know, I, I anticipate it will also be Le Hot Garbage. Yo, you, you, you know what, you know what, though? It's going to be classier yeah. hot garbage. Maybe, you but it's going to be garbage. Yo, we co know coincidentally, it. though, coincidentally, Freaking. I watched, uh, I showed Sarah Hot Fuzz for the first time last night. Ooh, okay. Oh, yeah, God. so because of Hot Fuzz, because of just wa having watched Hot Fuzz again, I am excited to see another, hopefully the final uh, Bad Boys installment. Hopefully um, this one will follow you, suit. You know what makes me not have hope for it? And this is going to sound like a mean nitpick. What do you got? Vanessa Hudgens is playing a badass? Exactly, see. <laughs> hey, apparently you did not see Taylor wait, Swift's Wait, wait, Vanessa bad Hudgens video. who like I did, and that's why I'm still laughing. Oh, High school yeah. musical. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. The Princess Swap. 
Yeah. Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. I mean, granted, she like stripped at Coachella like two times. So like, I mean, I, mean, I guess. Was she in uh, Sucker Punch? No. Yes. Yes. Okay. She was then. one of. She was one of the. Back- she wasn't the main one. But she, she was one of them. She was okay, one of the ones yeah, that I got thought, ganked by so. the dude because she ratted. Because snitches oh. get stitches. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Um, so she is snitch. <laughs> yeah, like. Hey, like, there, hey, there, there's, there's gotta be, there's gotta be one. They were still like the oh. one that tried to go back to a Morton Joe in, uh, in Fury Road. You know, so it's like right, true. Yeah. That, there's always one that defects. Yeah. Always happens. So it's yeah. always gonna be a traitor in the group somewhere. Uh, well, now speaking of traitors, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this lead in. I don't I, know. I, how I, this I, lead in <laughs> um, now let's talk about Daybreak. Shane, you want to break down what Daybreak was about? All right. This is Ferris Bueller's Apocalypse. Yes. <laughs> yes, actually, that's perfect. <laughs> That is the way to say it. And here's the problem, though. This has none of the charisma of Ferris Bueller. Not the main character, no. No, but... I like the other characters. I don't like him very much. Yeah. What's happened is this is an apocalyptic Such future story like so many others, except it's the adults that have died out and children are the ones who exist, who um, who survive uh, the massive explosion. Nobody, we don't know exactly what caused it. There's nobody... We just know. There are no survive. Well, that we know of. become adults and then they die? Well, well, here's well, the let's, thing. Well, let's get there. Is oh. that... Um, <laughs> They do give a reason later in the series, but it's like in the last two episodes. Oh, okay. But, and um, the quote-unquote zombies aren't zombies, they're ghoulies. Yes. And these not, are the adults. Because they're not technically dead. They're not technically dead. Because they didn't really die. But then why are they using the word ghoul, which okay. is, implies ghost? Because they ghost. will try to she'll, eat she'll, you. She'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she'll show me, like right now? No, no she'll tell you. Oh, okay. Yeah, they will so, try to eat you. And yeah, they will they, try to eat you. Mm-hmm. So um, they're cannibals. More or less, they're just like zoned out cannibals that just kind of wander around. Yeah. Too many people are on bath salts. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's a good that's a good way. <laughs> uh, they, they, they do a cool mechanic in the. Oh, okay. First of all, um, the actual storyline is with this is the story of Josh. Yes, He's just one kid Josh. Among, just Josh. He's one kid living in Glendale, California, amongst all the kids from his high school, and we only really follow kids from his school. Yes, specifically. Um, even yes. though it takes place in the entire city. LA is. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, which I thought Wendell's was... supposed to be a subdivision of LA, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, it was... that I thought that was a little peculiar because the entire story takes place in the whole city. Yeah. But it's still yeah. only this one group of kids. Now, mind you, it is a, it is a huge to be fair, I think they do, collection of kids. They mostly stay in the subdivision of Glendale, to be fair. I think um, they're mostly in their like neighborhood. Well, you'd think at least. But a few I feel other like maybe their wanted. neighborhood just might be big because yeah. LA is a really big city. Well, they definitely imply that other people exist, like other kids well, yeah, exist definitely. in this world. They communicate with them, Nobody but they communicate under... over. Well, actually, I don't want to. Well, yeah. Like, well, no, they, they communicate <laughs> over like players. over like uh, over like um you know like uh, uh Xbox Live and stuff. Okay. You know, so it's like they're talking to kids so in I mean, other parts of the world. That opening up of the world for a potential next season. Maybe, well, no, but I think that, 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 that they that, do that, set it up like this is going to be another one. Yeah, at the, at the very end. But that tells us that this isn't just um, an event that was limited to Glendale. Right. This is no. a worldwide global. event. All global. adults are dead except the ghoulies. Now, this also poses an interesting um, uh, power dynamic amongst the different groups of kids. Yes. You know, when the jocks have broken off into one faction, the cheerleaders have broken off in other factions. So we've uh, the Chirazons. So we've got the Chirazons. I love the Chirazons. That would be the group I'd be in. <laughs> you so, think you so have what it takes to be a Chirazon? Did you see their initiation process? I did, but you know what? Mm. So, one, if the crazy little girl can survive, I think I might have a shot. <laughs> 
I feel like even though I know you're just like, you know, heinous and you enjoy your uh, healthy dose of schadenfreude, <laughs> she was bloodthirsty. She was. Yeah. And, and, and knew how to make flames. my youngest child, honestly. Uh, yeah, that's frightening because I've, I've heard those stories. All right, Amanda, what's going on? So, so I just, since I haven't seen it, so what I'm gathering is, is we have like Mad Max meets Ferris Bueller yes. meets Zombie Apocalypse. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like kind of Home Alone since it's like no adults. Yeah, you can throw in a well, bunch actually, of stuff in there Well, actually, there is one kid in it that Mega Man. does like this some is... serious like Home Alone style like, <laughs> like traps. traps. <laughs> yes, only with actual like munitions. deadly weapons. Yeah. Yes. At one point, wait, wait, he had an anvil, and they were like, "Where did you get an anvil?" <laughs> he was like, "Target." <laughs> okay. All right. If I if I can put this into the most succinct terms, this <laughs> is the Millennials' Guide to the Post Apocalypse. I guess. Yeah, everything, okay. every, everything about these kids was, you know, if you are over 20, you are immediately, like, out of touch. And oh, everything, damn. yeah, every every aspect of their world, and I, it's not, I'm not saying that is a bad thing. No. This was an interesting, a lot of interesting takes on yeah. this same seemingly hackneyed story trope. You know, and the thing is, I'm not, I'm not jaded against uh, apocalypse stories. I actually really enjoy them fair, when they're done right. When they're done right, quite a bit lately, especially teenage ones that come out in the last couple years, like yeah, the One Hundred. Mm. Yeah, I never watched that show because I didn't like the first couple episodes, and I was like, it's this dumb. sucks. Nah. And I was like, it gets better later. Why would I watch it if it gets better later? It should be better now. You have to, <laughs> you have to entice me with the first three episodes, and if but you don't, be, I won't invest. But to be fair, this show is kind of like that because the first two episodes. Are kind of, I don't love, like, they're okay, but when you focus only on the main character... Who's not that interesting? He's not that interesting. No, he's not. We've like, seen sitcoms that do that, he, Saved by the Bell. I couldn't stand Zach Morris. I loved all of his friends more than Zach. Oh, do you watch Zach Morris's trash? Yes. That's hilarious. And it's very true. It he's trash. trash. <laughs> okay, a lot like Zach Morris, uh, Josh turns out to be trash. We a don't know that bit. at the start. Yeah. Well, okay, we talked about this a little bit before the show, but tell us your interpretation of the first episode. Cause okay, was... well, first episode starts like everything's normal and fine, but shortly after a brief introduction, the like the scene starts to fade and like you can see all the ruin and because first it looks normal and then all of a sudden it fades into the ruin and the kids all gone and the main character starts talking to the camera because there's a lot of fourth wall breaks in this this is why it's kind of like ferris bueller and it seems to me the thought process going in at least with the pilot episode is that they wanted this character to be like ferris bueller to the point they have matthew broderick in this show yes broderick um, gives a gradually amazing performance yes. and i say gradually because it starts off but like broderick's an adult a... though yes, i thought all the adults are dead that is we'll correct all <laughs> the adults are dead but what did we say about the adults in this world oh that they're not they're not really dead no, they they're, become they're the ghoulies. ghoulies yes so when we find adults a few certain adults that can talk that can communicate effectively that have abilities we find they there may be a little more to, to what their, actually happened. Ah, yeah, yo, um, because what we think, well, at least what everybody in the show thinks, is mm -hmm. that they've been hit, but not just nuclear bombs, but bio weapons that are fundamentally changing things. Because like the animals mm -hmm. are all starting to mutate too. Okay, 
Alrighty. Yeah, dude, oh, the world I'm, is... I think I'm kind of intrigued about this. Well, there's a lot of she interesting stuff She just gotta get to does. the third episode. Once she gets to the third episode, it's pretty smooth sailing. Okay. Yeah, the mechanics they use in this are actually really interesting. The interaction between the kids and how they how they approach the faction that they've broken up in isn't what you'd expect, which is cool. You know, there's some that carry over petty grudges. There are some that have uh, adapted their particular stat station in life mm -hmm. uh, to their advantage. Some, it's a complete detriment. Some creates interesting dynamics within uh, dynamics, which was interesting, like how the golf players are jocks, but not jocks. jocks. Oh, yeah. And they like create, like, tiers of jocks. Essentially, they are the lowest tier in the jock camp because they're, cause their sport is non-contact. Wait, wait no, do you remember the exact words <laughs> also? Uh, because, <laughs> because, you know, golf isn't a real sport because you all have little balls. And I'm just like, and it's a, it's a constant joke about like the golfers. So it's a higher tier of the, the jocks, the ones that have like the basketball and the they, football, like they, the because they have big balls. I mean, the, yes, you've got it. Yeah, see, and, and the golfers like to a point, you start feeling really what sorry the, for them. What about hockey? Hockey doesn't even have a ball. Oh. Yeah, but they have sticks. They do. They have they sticks. They have and pads, they literally they have fight. And I mean, they, they do skate on knives also. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I guess okay. All right, but let's get back to the main story because the main story presents uh, three characters, not just Josh. We follow Josh, and he's our main character. But then, as the show goes along, every um, prominent character gets their own episode. Yeah, pretty you know, much. Turbo, the mute uh, leader of the Jocks, gets his own episode. We find out. A lot of his backstory. They try to make him a sympathetic character. I thought they dropped the ball on that. No. I mean, it's it's kind of hard because okay. My man can't speak. Well, it's not even his inability to talk because clearly he's been injured. Like some, um, what you call it? He has like burn scars all over one side, and it's clear that um, it's damaged his vocal cords, so he can't talk. Right. Um, and when he tries to, like his mouth, like he starts bleeding. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, yeah. Gross. Like, Got yeah. it. Yeah. It's the post-apocalyptic. Come on. Now. Right. Um, there are no doctors. Things anymore. have to ooze and pus. I get it. There are no doctors. Cause right, because they'd all be adults. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and. It's hard to sympathize with him, and not because he doesn't have a story that is sympathetic. He actually does. Mm -hmm. But you have Featuring to remember. Featuring Joe Manganiello. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, but what you have to rem remember is the first time you meet him, he literally is making a dude sing for his life, decides, fuck it, I'm gonna drop you into some ghoulies, see if they're gonna eat you. And, and when dude escapes, and he's like, yeah, I made it, so I'm free, right? No. He pulls out a rocket launcher. And That's a blows, little overkill. Exactly. Like, yeah. and then blows dude up. Because the... The I jocks mean, have essentially become the bad guys in Mad Max. Okay. Like, they're those guys. Yep. That's the jocks roving around and, like, making the other um, tribes pay tribute and, like, Whoa. being vicious and unpleasant. Yeah, this is how they survive in this world, though. Every faction has their method of survival, be it um, the Torture golfers that we mentioned earlier who uh, are essentially leeches on the belly of the jocks, of the larger jock factions, well, be yeah. it the Shirazans, who have created their own closed-off community for oh, only of yes only females so they true amazons uh, in the sense that they cut off one of their boobs so that well, they can no no but they are archers they okay. are archers right. they have their own enclosed system um which was actually really and nice they all do yoga together up. yeah in white all, they, they, they have all, clean they have, clothes like yo they all have like coordinating outfits but they're like badass outfits mm. <laughs> 
it very much was going back to the Taylor Swift I'm, bad I'm, blood I'm, video. I'm, I have mental versions about that. Oh my. Well, no, it's I not, it's not it. just them. Like people, it was great. Like I love, <laughs> I love doing yoga, but. You don't want any yoga with, in the... with everybody though. Yeah, no, because yeah. they all live together in their little compound, and then what you call it, do their yoga in their matching white outfits. Mm-hmm. They yeah. all have like gold stuff in their hair. <laughs> As the show goes I on, would not we need be a glamour. Uh, what is it? Cheer, cheers, cheers on. I would okay. so be As in their the group. Sh- I'd want to be in their group. I was like, you guys are so cool. I can't cheer because oh. I don't have spirit. I, uh, I actually used about. to be a cheerleader, so I'm gonna shut up now. Uh, I was a drama show. nerd. Are there drama nerds in this in this show? They're dead. I'm sorry. As oh, the show goes on, they are. The, um, different um, people who fall into different factions form different groups. The ones that don't, the ones that <laughs> find a way to survive. It's also interesting to follow their story. And yeah. when we meet Eli, the dude who um, lived his entire life before the apocalypse on knockoffs, now. Uh, <laughs> patrols the wasteland as a knockoff villain. Yes, is it was. It, I it mean, was, it's it actually really smart because in it, the big bad is mm-hmm. this character called Baron Triumph. Yep, believe um, it or not, the jocks. Who, it's not just like the jocks terrorizing everyone else, like yeah. in a high school. It's That's actual real world issues and the okay. ones that. But yeah, Baron Triumph eats people. Yes. So wait, he's not a ghoulie, but just eats people. Well, they don't know anything about him. He's oh, well, just... yeah, he wears a mask, so they've never seen what he looks like. Some of them the assume that he was like the bad, the super bad bully from their school, mm-hmm. but it's not him. Um, the capital douchebag. Yeah, and I, I just I the... have to say it's not him only because I was so pleased with what they actually did with that character. Okay. I was tell I I, I, so. I thought that, I, I called it like early on. I was I was like, oh no, it's gonna be him. I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna I be I thought him. it was it's gonna be the be chick, him. honestly, at Ooh, first. That would, was, I, I thought that for a split that's second. That's why I was okay with the ending. It, it was <laughs> it was it was interesting. The mechanic um okay back to the story real yeah, quick. Yeah, back to We're the story. following Josh. Josh isn't just existing in the wasteland. Josh um, is thriving well, yeah, yeah. We, we, we think we think we think Josh has his stuff together. When we follow Josh, and I really like keep saying Josh over, we have a Josh in the room, and he's just like, "What the hell's what? going on?" He's like, like "It's not me. me." Yeah. Um, no, Josh is on a quest in this post-apocalyptic world to find his girlfriend. She's gone missing mm. on the day the bombs went off. You know, so everyone else lives in these factions, and they're present accounted for, or they're dead. The girlfriend like is just non-competent. She, she's just had a serious movie. I think it was a Netflix movie with Forrest Whitaker and a dude, and he was with a girl, and and Whitaker didn't like the dude, and then the apocalypse happens, and then Whitaker and dude go to find her because she's pregnant. I feel like you just combined. No, um, there's a movie. There's a leg- I don't know what the name of the movie is, but I've legit seen. I feel like you combined Saul Guerrero, um, uh, Jason's lyric. Uh, phone booth. I'm gonna look this up after the show, room. and I'm gonna show you that I didn't just make this up. Yeah. If I did, and, 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 and we'll, make, we'll make Pat put a little caveat. Amanda was it'll, right. It'll this be is right movie. here, right there on the <laughs> screen. Right. You gotta find it first. Right I will. There. I will. It'll Challenge say accepted. Whatever the movie she's talking about. All right. So that was Amanda's version of. So Josh is trying to find his lost girlfriend. The butler. Is trying to find his lost girlfriend in the apocalypse. Yes. And through his travels of trying to find her, encounters all these Mad Max subtypes of people. He encounters everybody, but he's being helped by people he actually didn't like before the apocalypse. Yep. And Which... the way they get over their differences is kind of interesting. Uh, there's a little girl who he used to Angelica. babysit. Angelica. I love that her name and is Angelica. Her... This little blonde girl who's a genius. 
Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and Josh used to babysit her. She's also a bit of a pyromaniac. Okay. A bit of um, a pyromaniac? She's a bit of She's a... an absolute pyromaniac. I mean, fire is she, awesome. She also has some some emotional issues. And the mouth you would not oh believe. God. Just cussing. You know what? I, that, that's left and that's right. how I talked when I was 10. It's fine. Oh, it's a... Well, uh, <laughs> I like what they did with Amanda. Amanda's a very interesting character because even though you would Amanda expect Amanda or Angelique? Her, Angelique. And, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking right we, at you. We inserted me in this movie? I'm looking right Where's, at you in the alliteration. It was right there. But uh, in Angelica is a very interesting character because she's the youngest, she's inexperienced, and she's emotionally... I want I, 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 I want to say unstable, but it's just because she's younger than everyone else. Yeah, the teenagers have a little more time to develop. They're not all you know, emotionally. They just messed up more than she's messed up in their lives. Yeah, no, yes. I think she's at that point where she hasn't fully developed her empathy yet. Mm-hmm. But her intelligence is so high that her logic functionings are like spot on. But her emotional age is that of a ten year old. Like that I mean, is I was yeah. a cold stone B at ten. Yeah. Like, I had no filter at ten. Yeah, well, neither does she. The, and important part an important part of her character is she tells the most truth and she made some really solid points about the state of society today yes. in this show. I love that. They gave her those lines and a lot of it I'm, I'm watching like, yo, yeah, adults suck. Uh, oh, sh- um, um, I mean, uh, yeah, but you know. that's the thing, cause she's ten and she's younger than everybody else, and the rest, like at least the teenagers, are on were already on their way to adulthood. They were in the process of growing up. She hadn't even started. Yeah, and then there's Wesley. Wesley is a dude Shut who up, was Wesley. a jock. Wesley is a, is, a, is a brother. Okay. Um, he's black. He's, he's gay. gay. Well, you said brother. He moved so. from the hood to Glendale, California. So he was a fish out of water before this thing even started. Now he's um, the former jock who turned his back on the jocks. Uh, wasteland roaming. Uh, he's become a ronin looking yeah, for Yeah, no, he's pendants. become a ronin. Yes. He has so, There's he always has sam- one. He, he has samurai also, swords. Mm-hmm. He has little samurai armor. And obsessed with kung fu movies. He is. Okay. And he's decided to atone for his past mistakes. Even though kung fu and the... samurai culture come from two different cultures, but okay. Hey, you know what? All of, <laughs> all of this was expli- all of this is explained away by their teenagers. What do they know? Right. I know. Exactly. Um, no, we've talked a lot about like what the goings on in this because the the dynamic am- between the, uh, among the kids is it's very well thought out. It's very interesting, and I like the approach that this takes to the zombie uh, mechanic and storytelling. Oh, yeah. How the how the show plays out, however, is very obviously not for me. And I got senses of this as we went along, where it's like, yeah, I think yo, it's I'm not enjoying for teenagers. this. this is oh, for absolutely. Do I'm, any I'm, of them I'm dab like, and/or floss? No, that no. because mind you, you said that. You're an adult who doesn't live in this world, and you just showed your age. And I say that because I was right there with you for like the first two episodes. Like, hold on, they're gonna dab. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's just like I, I, I was hating on this for. Oh, wait, does for anyone ya eat or Kobe in this? You see, you'd still do it. No, I was hating on this for 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 like mo- so many episodes until we got to like episode eight, when I realized, oh, the problems they're dealing with are nowhere near the problems I was dealing with at this age because yeah. it's a very obviously different world, right. and the show is approaching that, uh, that is, is addressing you, that. You mean like how in real life the teenagers actually face problems that are different than the generation <gasps> before them? Yeah, and Wesley uh, directly <laughs> says that it's like, yo, I face a lot of these issues because I'm one. 
I'm also two and I'm three, three. Yeah. and I'm in four. So you face one and two, or this person will face one and mm -hmm. four. And this person will face, Is you know, two and three. Is this just a metaphor for privilege? No, Ooh. no, no. I mean. Yes and no. No. Are we pseudo-addressing the concept and idea of privilege? This, I mean, this is a which is why you get annoyed, I feel like, with the main character. Because he's a straight white male. So it's like, dude, oh. it's never been that difficult Oh, for they want me to root for you? What well, else is well, now? Well, wait a minute, wait a minute now. He does have problems. It's it's, it's, it's not does, entirely like he's blind to stuff. The show, in fact, emphasizes how friends. he's so adamant about finding his girlfriend because we learn how he was a douche later, but we also we also see how he was essentially saved by her. Yeah. He was the lowest end of that totem pole. He was a dude that was getting his ass whomped daily. Oh, so was well, no, okay. Most he embarrassing was not so so his girlfriend upgraded him, gave him some status, saved him, yeah. and well, now... essentially, he was the new kid. He was from Canada, mm -hmm. and he had moved to L.A. at the begin, like, sh at the beginning of the school year, I guess. But right after all clicks had been established. Yeah, and, like, all these other kids have, you know, been friends for years, like, because they up. lived in the same, grew up in the same community, and mm -hmm. he's new. Um, so, of course, that makes him an easy target for being picked yep. on and stuff like that. Like, that... He's used to his small town, and then he's in this huge city, and that, that was his fish out of water aspect. Yeah, it plays with a lot of those. It plays with a lot of those uh, those uh, story elements, mm -hmm. and it uses them, I think, effectively as the show goes on. The, the thing is, though, you probably have to stick with this because if you try to gauge it in the first couple episodes, mm -hmm. you're going to get a very different view of what the show is ultimately. Like by okay. the end, we feel completely different about Josh. By the end, though, I mean, we also feel differently. Some... I, I think I'm intrigued enough to give this a a, a, de a decent watch through. Yeah, you know I what? Think. I, like I think I, there's enough going off from what you've told me to be like, oh, I might find some enjoyment in some of these encounters. Yeah, yeah I thought it was the, a lot of great like, performances. It is a hard R, though. Like, be aware. <laughs> Ooh, like, trigger warning, TW. For language and drama, there also and, was and a couple blood of... blood and gore. There was a couple <laughs> of trypophobia triggers, too, which I did, I did notice. And I'm like, it was borderline of, I gotta turn this off. That's a borderline, but the stuff is in there. So if you're okay. very sensitive, Gruesome. like like the new Moments. iPhone three, oh, the, uh, I don't like those. Sensitive. Those cameras are stupid. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like it will, it, it might affect you that way. Some okay. certain scenes, so be aware. But besides that, I'm I acknowledge this is not a show that I would normally watch, um, and I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again. But I'm also aware of it's very targeted in its audience, and that didn't make it bad. Okay, you know, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Oh, no, I agree. Despite okay. my really wanting to give it a thumbs down for like most of it, I'm I, giving it a like question mark because I haven't watched it yet. Well, by the end, I got it, you know, and I'm a thumbs yeah. up, Shane. Like, I give a thumbs up as well, but I think it, for me, it was really just those first two episodes that were kind of slow for me, but by episode three, it picks up, especially when you start spending more time with the other characters and seeing what their backstories are and how they ended up where they are. Um, and beyond that, it is a wacky, wacky show. I, I feel like that is the best word I could use to describe this. This is Ferris Bueller's Wacky Apocalypse. Um, there is, again, hard R for gore. Um, people get their heads blown off, like literally with a teddy bear. Um, let's call it 
people getting eaten on screen and somebody who dies in a very unpleasant way involving a mutated pug. Oh yeah, the pug. <laughs> oh the pug. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Big trigger warning there. Oh man. Alright, so What's, now I want saying, you to break please down. Stop. Could you did you peep that when that was happening? I'm I'm, I'm I'm aware of that, yeah. Alright, so now you wanna tell our listeners what Captain Ginger is all about. Captain it's like Kitty Buck Rogers in the twenty seventh century. So essentially, um, humans are gone. The feeders um, are gone. Yes, the feeders are gone. And you know what? In just like everything else where we're not existing anymore, we have destroyed ourselves with our own hubris. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if our, our art and literature are trying to tell us something. <laughs> that we're going to probably destroy ourselves with our own hubris? Yeah, yes, probably. Because <laughs> apparently humanity made some sort of weapon and then somebody stole it. And then used it on humanity. So there's no more humanity. Yeah, it's but a little obtuse about cats, what happened to people. Well, I guess that's one of those things that they'd have to find out, like... If in, they continue. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but the so, cats... Yes, yeah, so... Come, starting the story, we meet a crew of highly evolved sentient cats. Humanoid cats. Yes, essentially. They're much larger than regular cats. Because there are regular feral cats. Yeah. Those exist at the same time. Yeah. It's, so. It's kind of like that the, the Pluto, Goofy, yeah, Disney it's, scenario. Yeah, it's weird, but should not exist at the Should same not, time. right, like, yes. Evolution, because clearly this is something that was done to the cats, not a natural evolution. Yep. On um, why they both exist at the same time. But you meet this crew of cats, they're... Pying the ship used to be a human ship because it's not that they have any technology of their own. They're essentially using old human technology um, to transverse space. Um, and I mean, that's pretty much it. It's them and they're, and they're trying to both get away and battle the what's known as the Lumen, which are essentially the beings that destroyed all the humans. Um, and the dynamic of the cats with the uh, Lumen is a little bit obfuscated. It feels like they were going to get to that point, and this story never really did. Yeah, it it's a story of Captain Ginger who heads up this crew of felines. He's the only ginger Yes, he's the only one. Cat. He's yeah. They don't really play up that angle of, well, you know, of the redheaded stepchild type thing, which you well, I mean, think he, they might. I mean, he, he has a terrible he has, mother, so he has that. he has a conversation in the first in the first comic with his with his mother and yes there's a bad relationship there yeah. and he's just like why am I the only ginger who why have you not told me who my daddy is and then she, you know, we all have to have like, daddy issues but she answers that with a story about that you know when the humans first died right when we ran out of food we ate them right and like what does that have to do with what she we're just didn't want to you know she could have just said I don't want to tell you he was he was a bum the end like yeah. it, it, it is, he was a special cat I don't know so it's disjointed like uh, there, it, it, it doesn't give you the answers ew <laughs> well, alright I mean, well it doesn't give you the answers that you want I, I feel like this was a vehicle and I mean like seriously a vehicle just to get as many cat puns per panel as they could I mean, have <laughs> per panel I, that was not that was not what I intended please don't do that this 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 had enough <laughs> Damn you puns. you did that. It didn't stop. Yes. They just threw them at you. It was one a after catastrophe. Another. And oh. after the, the first two pages, I was like, "Oh, this is wow. cute." After the after like the, after the entire first issue of like almost nonstop cat puns, I'm like, "Yo, Aww. come on, man!" Was I'm that just, the final whisker for you? I don't have it in me. And then came the next <laughs> episode where they they toned it down. 
But yo, I get it. They, the cats, they, let's they go. Had to you get ever watch out of cats? their writing, their writer system in the first issue, so that they could actually give us more story. Mm, well, yo, I was, I was, I was done by the end, and it just kept going. In this world, they have the 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 younger uh, cats who were like right out of the womb. They're working on the ship, I'm like damn. Right. Yep, they're now the engineering they're group. Because apparently <laughs> they're, they're born, born super smart. smart. Mm, <laughs> just just going at it. I'm like cool. But they uh, don't Captain talk, which is hilarious. But they, they just inherently know how to, you know, engineer stuff. Apparently. You know what I feel like? This was this was supposed to be a serious story, and someone was like, nah, we need some kind of cute appeal. What can we do? And then but they, it's they, not cute, though. They, but it's not cute. No, no, it is, it is, not, it is not. They introduced no, uh, but a feline those... element, and then the but artist those... was like, we gotta, we gotta split the difference. And they gave you something serious. They gave you, like, some serious futuristic. You mentioned Buck Rogers. That's mm. that's that's actually very good. This takes place far in the future. And it they does. don't know how to work the tech. They're just on this damn ship. That they I don't mean, understand. they're figuring it out as they go. I mean, and they don't still, even really know what the cats. tech is. They're like, oh, yeah, the makers are broken. We need, we need our sentient AI thing that, like, attunes to one cat to make the maker things mm. that yeah. makes things. Yeah. Which and I'm then, sure there's gonna be a story. There's a story there. The the cat and the maker AI. And the, like, yeah, well, he's we'll all petting if, it, going, "Good girl." We'll see if they do a follow. Uh, uh, we and, got to check out the we got to check out the um, the initial four issue run, and it's possible they'll do more with this world and with the uh, crew of Captain Ginger. And in if they do, maybe they'll provide a lot of the answers that this one seems to gloss over. But I didn't get much out of the story. I acknowledge it's not bad. You know, it just felt like if this was a four-issue um, story arc in a long-running, you know, chain, this yeah. would have just been that lull season, you know? Oh, no, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I can agree with that. Because uh, when you really sit back and think about it, not much actually happens. Oh, um, like, and even the things that happen, like, one of the biggest things that happens happens almost entirely off-screen. <laughs> like, it doesn't okay. happen in the panels. Like, when they figure out their their space issue yeah like haha their space their issue because <laughs> like, they have issues and they're in because, space because you know because cats multiply very quickly and that becomes an issue on the ship so it's like yeah no, right. cats Taking, give birth you know. in less than three months yes that would yeah the, we're the gonna rate. we're gonna have a problem if people get if we get frisky yeah there was all kinds of pregnant females by the end of that series but um it's like hey guys can you stop yeah, stop. but the feral cats—they can't stop. Right, they the feral just, cats can't, they, cats they're can't just stop. in the mood. Yeah, all the time. and you deal with different personality types with Captain Ginger facing off against uh, his uh, Sergeant Mittens. Mittens. Sergeant Mittens. They have, with they his have one eye, names. it is. They yeah. have very cat names. Like, what was the big, the engineer's name? Was it like Ram, Ram Scoop? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, like what? It's what? like Cats the musical minus the music put in space. Because clearly we have. So we're giving them jellicle names? I mean, Rand Scoop. Oh, Rand Scoop. Should there be a Rum Tum Tugga? Rand Scoop, the engineering Jellimar? cat. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'd have more respect if they had those kind of names in there. I'm sure you would. Well, you gave a brief <laughs> overview of the story, but that really is like all the story there is. They're in space, they're in a battle, they're fighting this. Uh, There's this, a really this, this... long scene of them scooping litter because they didn't. They haven't figured out toilets yet. They, they don't know what toilets are. No. They well, find a toilet, they're like, what's that? Like, it's 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 a story that feels like there could have been more there, and I'm kind of bummed that there wasn't because I, I'm if you pay money for this book, you want something. To I don't think there was a big enough nugget to completely engage me in following up. No, that's true. Like like I want to know what happened 
to the cancer cat, but ne- right, but like, like there's not enough going on. Like you did, like he's been oh, he had a tumor, but we didn't know what a tumor was. But you're telling exactly. us in the back of your mind, which means you're going to find out what a tumor is. Yeah, but we're not gonna, like, we're not gonna talk about that. Yeah. But so this, what's your rating? I, I, I gotta know. So, I mean, I think there's there was a really nice nuance here that we haven't seen in a bit, but that's really the only thing, and that can get repetitive and get mm-hmm. on great on you so for me i i will not revisit this so i'm giving this a thumb down yeah i'm right there with you i mean a it felt like uh being an indie book that this may have tried to play with some of the regular fare that you normally see it's a ship helmed by cats and they're gonna have like you know these really out there missions where we're gonna get crazy because we're starting off on kind of a crazy note and instead it was just kind of middling and 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 even with the tease that there may be other animal ships out (gasps) there right was is like (laughs) i'm not sure it's enough yeah it maintains as a tease and if they they didn't win me enough to, to make me want to go back to find out. I'm giving yeah, you a thumbs down. I don't think all the cat like, drama was catty enough. In all, in all, and I'm not saying that to be a pun. They but needed to take the kit gloves off. They, the right, they needed, the claws needed to come out a little bit more. All right, this has been The Geek Down. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled uh, I feel like uh, this episode. is the funnest part of the comic. It's making the cat jokes. Uh, just a reminder, you can catch us at geek-down.com for all our reviews, interviews, all that good stuff and fun stuff there. And if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. But also find us on social media. We're on SoundCloud. Uh, we're on uh, iTunes, iTunes. We're on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. You search The Geek Down. We're usually the first ones to come up. And if not, look for that familiar logo. And until then, I want to thank Amanda. You're welcome. I want to thank Shana. And I want to thank you. You can catch us same bat time, same bat channel. But until then, excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.